0: So welcome back to another spooky episode of Seasoned with Spooky, your host Erica here. I went a little bit deeper into this next episode, Um, it's Glendale Hospital, Uh, it's in Glendale, Maryland, which I believe is, yep, PG County, and to kind of prep myself for this episode, I went to Glendale Hospital last weekend. It's got no trespassing signs everywhere, so I couldn't get super close because I didn't want to get a fine or whatever it is that happens if they catch you in there, but I did get some cool pictures up. So if you do follow uh, the Seasoned with Spooky podcast on Facebook, those pictures are up there. You can also Google it. People have gone in and taken some better pictures. Um, when I went, it was kind of like this gloomy, rainy day. So it was the perfect time to go. And uh, it it does have kind of that vibe of almost like kind of despair. When you get there, it's like just kind of eerie. And it definitely could have been the weather. Um, kind of a busy road so lots of cars and so I did kind of like pull over onto a side street at one point to get out and take the pictures and when doing so found this cool little pond area that looks kind of like a swamp also a little bit creepy uh over there so parked over there just kind of walked up the street snapped some pics and threw them up on the Facebook page so if you haven't already Go ahead on to Facebook and follow the find the seasoned with spooky Facebook page, where I will try to put a little bit more content up and stuff like that to keep you guys informed on what is coming next. Uh, so we're just gonna dive right in here because for this I went all out because or well I tried to to go really back into the history of uh, Glendale Hospital. Um. so it was built in the 1920s 1930s time there was some conflicting information um that i found online for it and it's on the corner of glendale road and route 450 i believe uh there are 23 buildings to this hospital over this massive span of 216 acres which is absolutely huge. Uh, It was a tuberculosis sanitarium. Back in that time frame, there was a outbreak of tuberculosis. And I think I read that DC, the DC area, had like the fourth highest numbers for the tuberculosis uh, outbreak. Uh, Tuberculosis, TB, also known as Consumption at that time, uh, it it's really uh an uncomfortable thing. I actually got quite a lot of information on that. Uh, so TB is basically a it starts with a bacteria that gets into your system and then spreads through being exposed to someone who has tuberculosis and they cough near you and all the germs get in your system. And that is how TB spreads. The symptoms of it are chest pain, pain when breathing, coughing or chronic cough, coughing up blood, body chills, fever, loss of appetite, malaise, night sweats, um, muscle loss, weight loss, shortness of breath, phlegm and swollen lymph nodes so it does not sound like a fantastic time whatsoever and it is one of those things that stays in your system so when you have active tb that means you have uh, symptoms and it's been untreated and then after it's treated you're still going to test positive on a tb test which now they do with a skin test if you've ever had that test done where they put that little weird bubble on the inside of your forearm and draw a circle around it and check it in 72 hours. Uh, Anybody who has tested positive for TB will continue to test positive for TB. So the second step once you've tested positive then is to get uh, x-rays and that'll show whether you have uh, active TB or just scarring in your lungs from having had a uh, past of active TB. I think I'm explaining that correctly. Uh, It spreads, though, through your body if it's left untreated. So then you start to get the aches, the pains, stomach in like the body, the stomach, the pelvic area, muscles, um, lots of, again, more things that are not, going to make you feel fantastic so it's of course being in one of these hospitals you're surrounded by you and other people who just feel horrible Uh, you can get treatment for tb which now it's like if you have active tb it's like up to six months of antibiotics and uh After that, then it just becomes the the latent TB. But nowadays, it's pretty rare. It's less than 200,000 cases in the U.S. per year from what I've seen. And uh, before they discovered, oh, hey, we can treat this with antibiotics, uh, places like the Glendale Hospital Sanitarium uh, would try to do other stuff as well. So uh, just to kind of give you some background on how like the energy that's in this place, you have a lot of people suffering and they've got complications from not knowing how to treat this yet or not quite. And so people who ended up having this untreated tuberculosis diagnosis over time, as it spreads, you can end up having it in your brain, your spinal cord, your lungs, the muscles uh, around your heart. And when, of course, anything like that affects your brain, you can end up with seizures, increased brain pressure, loss of hearing, brain damage, stroke, and death. Um, so not not a good time. Um, at this hospital, there were about, at like the height of it, 600 patients and 500 people um, staffed there, whether they were, you know, just, you know, they were the maintenance staff, they were the nurses, the doctors. So you got a lot of patients, but you also got a lot of people backing you up while you're trying to get through the day of helping these people. Uh, Some of the buildings that they had on site were also housing for the nurses and the doctors. Some of them were also, though, the patient dormitories, um, seclusion rooms, chapels, laundry rooms, and, of course, morgues. Because during this time, again, they were trying to figure out how to deal with this. Now, bear with me here, because... These are medical terms, so I may pronounce this incorrectly, but about one-third of the patients with pulmonary tuberculosis underwent a uh, collapse therapy, which it basically means that they would collapse the lung during surgery to kind of give the lung a break, to give it a rest, so that way it had time to heal. And uh, the hope was was also that whatever bacteria was in your lung that was causing the tuberculosis would also not have a chance to breathe and then would die off. During these, they would also try to remove uh, infected part of the lungs. So they would remove like all of the infected tissue. And uh, it apparently from some places I've, I read, they actually still do this, which is kind of interesting. I, I found it really fascinating. I got stuck on it for like a whole 30 minutes. I fell into this rabbit hole of reading articles about it. Um, so they started this, I think in it was the 1930s and it, I guess it must be working if they're still using it and it's, you know, going okay. People are moving on. Uh, The average duration of a stay for a patient was 400 or about 482 days. And the wait list to get into this hospital was 245 names long. Uh, One of the patients in an account that I read was, it was in 1954, Etta Frances Young. Uh, She was a 27-year-old pregnant woman who told her doctor that she would get this shortness of breath when walking up the stairs. And <clears throat> so they he started asking more questions and ran some tests and uh, ended up doing an x-ray that showed a shadow on her lung. So then she was diagnosed with TB. She actually tried to leave Glendale Hospital a few times and was threatened with criminal charges her total stay was about 114 days at the time local laws allowed contagious people to be held at uh, against their will at one of these sanitariums to try to protect the public and prevent the spread of tuberculosis which I guess I get it but it's a little harsh I think Depending, I mean, knowing what we know now, no, back then probably seemed appropriate. At this hospital, in addition to the collapse therapies, they also were th- in the mindset that a lot of fresh air, sun, and uh, rest, good food, fruits, vegetables, stuff that's good for your body, and being in outdoor open spaces was going to help you recover from this. Uh, this is of course before antibiotics were used as commonly, uh, from everything that I was looking at. Um, so, I mean, I guess it, it was a more holistic approach, but because of this, the grounds have a lot of open design. So to get from building to building, you have a lot of outdoor spaces. Uh, there's like some hallways with arches in it so you're in a hallway but it's an outdoor hallway but it's covered and then of course because inclement weather can happen they also had a lot of underground tunnels that would go throughout the hospital for transporting patients and for doctors and staff members to get around a lot of times back in the time that this hospital was created it was kind of like something where the the family of this person they would send this you know these patients there and they would tell people that they had passed or moved away or something anything to not build that connection between themselves and tuberculosis which is really really sad if you think you know you're in a hospital there's people, there's adults, there's elderly people, there's children that are not being visited, kind of just, it's, it's sad to think that that's, that was the mindset, but it's just, you know, it, it's an unfortunate thing that happens and it created a whole lot of feelings for this place. Um, so at some point around 1960, I believe, the hospital wasn't seeing the influx of tuberculosis patients that they were in the beginning, and then they started to use the hospital grounds as more of like a nursing home for the elderly, as well as treating Uh, families or patients who were less financially capable of paying for any kind of treatment for for anything, not just tuberculosis, but just in general. Um, And then in the 1980s, I think I saw somewhere it was exactly 1981. They found that this building was not up to code. It had asbestos, lead paint, the structures were not like up to fire safety code and to fix this it was going to be something like 23 million dollars and in nowadays that is a lot of money but in 19 the 1980s it was it was even more so um they decided to shut down the hospital since then They've put up all of the no trespassing signs and the buildings have continued to decay over time into a lot of piles of rocks on the inside. If you go online and you look at the photos that other people have done or videos that other people have taken from inside, which I do not recommend you do, uh, it's definitely dilapidated. Is that the way, is that how you say that? It's, It's falling apart it's not structurally sound. It's definitely not safe for anyone to go into. Please do not do this. Um, A lot of people are going in and trying to catch like a glimpse of a spirit or a ghost or some kind of spookiness on film or video pictures. However, taking in, um, they're like a ghost reader kind of thing. It's, you turn it on and ask questions. And supposedly, this is how you can hear the answers. And it makes sense, because tuberculosis being what it is, you've got a lot of patients who are uncomfortable, a lot of patients who passed away. Um, mental health can be affected when anytime that anything affects your brain. The, the human psyche is extremely fragile. So you know, if you've got swelling in your brain and all this other stuff, you're kind of being kept away from your family members, your friends, your loved ones, and dealing with this. And the only way you can do that is by dealing with the doctors and other patients who are also suffering. That's That leaves a mark on, uh, on the grounds of the place. And then it was a nursing home after that. And yeah, it's Definitely got a nice thick coating of spooky seasoning all over it. Uh, I saw a couple of reports of it's it's more cost effective to completely demolish the buildings and and rebuild in the area than it would be to get them back up to code. And if you look at the pictures online, that is 100% accurate because you've got fallen stairwells, you've, I mean... You'd probably have to replace it brick by brick. And at this point, after it's been just completely ruined by the elements and people completely trashing the place, it, it makes sense. Um, a couple of little like places have said they're going to do this or they're going to change it, but nothing's actually happened as of yet. And uh, so I'd, I'd be curious what they would do with it now. But at the same time, it, the building itself is really, uh, it's kind of breathtaking. It kind of, you you look at it and you're just a, a little bit in awe of the amazingness that is this building. Um, now, definitely if you have a chance to like kind of drive down that road, take a look at the buildings and kind of go, okay, yeah, I went. Definitely do it. It's a fun drive. Um, however... <laughs> Guard your soul. Just like you want to take care of your mental health, take care of your soul as well. Do not go in traipsing through all of the buildings trying to see what you can find. And not only because you want to keep your soul healthy and like spooky free, but um, it's also just dangerous. But yeah, so that's um, again another kind of like a short episode but uh, there were some things that I was looking for that I didn't find. Um, I found that story of the pregnant woman who was admitted after being telling her doctor that she would get breathless going up the stairs, which they maybe should have said, okay, well, you're pregnant, so maybe don't go up and down the stairs as often, depending on how far along she was. But I tried to see if there were any... Uh, Patients that had actually delivered there, I didn't see that. I couldn't find the number of patient deaths or patients treated, whether it be successful or not. Uh, So, But there it is. It's Glendale Hospital. It's super fascinating and awesome. And I was really excited because it's... I want to say it's in my backyard because it's about a 35-minute drive, roughly, from where I am. And to me, that's not really too long especially to kind of go and see it um so yeah this one was fun I learned a lot I had some like I think over the last two weeks I I had three dreams about tuberculosis and I I was like all right well I must have you know done my due diligence to really get the info if it's if it's affecting me that way but it was fun so uh as always if you have questions, comments, if there's anything that I got wrong, or you found some information that I didn't, wasn't able to get my hands on, leave it in the comments. I would love to hear it. Uh, and you know, r- respect the, the old buildings, love them from afar, be safe. And, uh, yeah, check, check out the Seasoned with Spooky podcast page on Facebook, uh, like and follow and, uh, See you next, uh, I think maybe I'm going to try to knock another episode out next week, but if not for sure in two weeks, at least every other Thursday, I'm going to try to get this get this out there. Um, so if you've got any ideas, I'm all ears. Uh, going to go enjoy the rest of my Thursday and celebrate that tomorrow is Friday and the weekend is here. So enjoy your weekends. I don't know what the next episode is going to be, but uh, hopefully it'll be just as fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, Seasoned with Spooky, I'm your host Erica. Have a fantastic October weekend.